0: Welcome to Mindset Talks podcast. It's a girls, Cassie and Amanda, and we are here to share our mindsets,
1: elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves.
0: Welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast and YouTube, um, YouTube platform. (laughs) I
1: love it. Like,
0: well, friend. (laughs) a second there um we are your girls here at mindset talks podcast and we hope that you guys are interested to stay tuned in this episode because i will be sharing my story with you guys um but first before we get into that i need to wish my very best friend amanda a happy belated birthday thank you and I got to ask you, how was it? We got to let the people know. Did you have a good one? Was it a bad one? What happened? Tell me.
1: It was fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you never know. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good day. Um, I spent a lot of time with my family. So I originally planned for a super low-key day. A day where we would go out to eat later, um, I actually didn't really plan that. I was asked if I wanted to go to dinner, being our first time out to eat as a family with the baby. So um, I was looking forward to that. But I had a couple of impromptu visits from my aunt and my cousins, which was nice. So we had like sessions of people coming over which was so unexpected but so lovely and kind of took the shine away from her birthday because everybody was so excited about the baby so I've come to learn that really when you have a baby no one really cares about you anymore. <laughs> Stop. It's okay though she's cute so it works out but I did get birthday gifts which is always nice not that I rely on those but Right. It's like, okay, that's a good distraction. It's like, ooh, a shiny penny, you know, like, oh, I got a birthday gift. So God. they're paying attention to the baby. I got a gift. Thank you. So that was pretty much my day. We did not go out to eat because little Mamacita was a big mad. And we have terrible timing as first time parents on when to go out to dinner with a baby. So we did get takeout which mm-hmm. was just as lovely because then I got to sit on the couch and watch one of my favorite shows.
0: <laughs> and there you go. I'm not even a favorite in...
1: show. It's true. It was it's nice to just be in a comfy pants and, and, you know, not have sit on the couch and eat, which I probably do too often anyways. But it was a good time nonetheless. And I do look forward to this weekend because I will be going to do some salt therapy which Ooh. I heard about from a coworker never have actually done, but it's so up my, my alley. I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to it. So, um, you know, especially I feel like it's perfect timing too, with being a new parent and just new stressors in life and just being in a different place in my life. So I want to see mm-hmm. how things feel with that assault therapy and I will definitely let you guys know how it goes. Good. I mean, I hope- good. <laughs> no you gotta say the bad too no sure you're right you're right but I don't even think I'm gonna have a bad experience to be honest I think it's gonna be a really good time so I'm really excited I'm just trying to like be a little less excited than I actually am so I'm not like screaming in y'all ear about it but I like trying new stuff like that so it makes me happy
0: yeah no that's good that's super exciting I've heard of those before I've never done it myself um, but they seem really cool. And like you said, I think it is right up your alley. So <laughs> yeah. whoever got that gift for you, kudos to them. Cause I know you pretty well and
1: my baby father. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's exciting. And, <laughs> um, I know that you're going to enjoy that. So I just, I can't wait to hear all about it. And hopefully you'll send me a little private picture because
1: I think it's going to look really cool too. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, actually, I don't think I can because you put your stuff in a locker. I was such a nerd about this, and I literally read their entire website when I first heard about it. I (laughs) went to each tab and read each thing and, like, gave myself the whole, you know, 411 on the place, so... You actually have to put your stuff in the locker. You can't wear colored socks. If you, if you have socks on, they have to be all white or they give you slippers because of something with the dyes in your socks that affects mm-hmm. the salt. Yeah. Well, that's Random. A... <laughs> I never would have thought of that, but okay. <laughs> Same, but I mean, it's good to know. I would have went with that bitch with some fucking socks You,
0: I yeah, because I feel like I don't know why,
1: but I just picture you wearing funky socks. I don't wear funky socks. I just like... um I just don't have all white socks.
0: <laughs> so you wear funky socks. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, if gray is funky, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> Do y'all hear this right now?
1: No. <laughs> ah. But yeah, so y'all will hear about this. I promise.
0: Well, I can't wait because
1: I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. So awesome. Awesome well
0: um into, so is, um, yeah is there anything else you want to talk about today <laughs>
1: <laughs> make you spit out my drink goodness <laughs> anything else
0: at all anything
1: um I want to say that
0: she's really fitting in I it. So
1: yeah girl I'm like so here for you that I'm <laughs> I'm so ready to hear what you have to say in today's episode go ahead you would <laughs> I really. I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> See that?
0: <laughs> oh man. You gotta give a right. little last
1: before the hard chat. So
0: okay. you know that's
1: how I'm here for you.
0: Oh well, it's appreciated. I'm glad that you're you're thinking about me.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate you so much. Love you. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I guess it's only fair that I have to share my story because Amanda shared hers with you guys in our last week's episode. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is not the first time that, you know, either of us have shared our stories, but we just think that since we are more than a year into our podcast and it would be a good idea to just kind of like refresh it. And because that first episode wasn't like the greatest. So (laughs) you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Um, But so for those of you that don't know, um, I lost my dad in 2017 um, from ultimately throat cancer is, um, you know, the disease that he was battling for, unfortunately, a very long time. Um, I have dealt with this for, I would say, well, just a very long time. So my dad was originally diagnosed in 2005. So that's like,
1: I'm not even going to try to do the math.
0: That's almost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to wait to see if you were going to do the math in 17 years. Sorry.
0: That was 12 years. 12 years of my life.
1: Now.
0: 17 to now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, to now. Yeah. But no. from so you subtract the five. five to- yes just <laughs> <to 2017.
1: laughs> <laughs> So sorry, this is even
0: funny. Oh, this is just you know people deal with the shit in different ways, and this is how.
1: Well, I think we deal pretty much. Um, literally, yeah.
0: But yeah, so he was diagnosed back in two thousand and five. Um, I was in high school when um, my when so I guess how it really happened is that one of my dad's friends that he hadn't seen in a very long time um, they you know, ran into each other, or whatever, and he made some kind of comment that said that he sounded funny. Um, hmm. Like, I guess he said he kind of sounded like Mickey Mouse or whatever. Um, oh. Which, a- it is, it's very interesting, because also, like, if you haven't seen somebody in a while, like, why would that be something, I guess, that, like, you notice? But at the same time, yeah. like, we were around him all the time, so I don't think that we would have noticed, because Exactly. You, you were know, there
1: with the transition of his voice.
0: Right. So it's not something that stuck out to us in particular um but Mm -hmm. for whatever odd reason and i don't even think that like i would ever um like know the reason why i don't i'm sure maybe i talked to him about it at something at one point but i just don't remember the reason why he decided to go to an ent which is an ear nose and throat doctor Mm -hmm. um after after this guy made the comment he went to the doctor and that is long story short how he found out that he had cancer um, they found a, a lump in the back of his throat and basically they were like, okay, we need to do a biopsy of this. Cause it is a very large mass, um, you know, at the base of your tongue. And so when they did the biopsy, it did come back positive, um, for squamous cell carcinoma
1: of, um, base of tongue. So did he ever feel that?
0: I don't do think know? so. I don't really think so. I don't think it's something that he ever truly noticed. Mm. um but like after the fact it was you know like always like trying to like clear your throat or like you know trying to like swallow something but like it was that like a little difficult.
1: Really yeah yeah
0: because so it turns out that this tumor on the back of his tongue was the size of a lemon um and so they told him that like if he didn't get that checked out he only had like three months to live mm. which is pretty insane because pretty much it would have just kept growing and eventually it would have just suffocated him So he wouldn't have been able to breathe. Isn't it? Like if he never ran into this guy and then not even running into him, but like if he never went to go to the doctor, because like people say like weird shit all the time, but you're never like, oh, well, let me go like get checked out, you know? Right, right. So whatever, by the grace of God, like whatever that reason is, and he decided to get checked out. um, Thank God he did because I, you know, I truly do believe that it gave me all of that time that I had with him. Because um, I couldn't imagine, and I'd never, like, put thought into it if, you know, God forbid something happened back then in, like,
1: 2005. Right, um, while you're in high school, right before you graduate as a teenager.
0: Yeah, like, I, I yeah. don't know, just so insane. And, like, thinking of, like, everything that, you know, happened,
1: like, after that, you know. You'd be a completely different person today, I can tell you that for sure.
0: Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's a fact. Um, mm-hmm. So ultimately, back then, um, what they wanted to do as a course of treatment was to give him um, chemo and radiation. And so he started those treatments. He finished out all of his radiation. I forget exactly like how many times that he went, but it was numerous times. They had to fit him in the mask um, and they would pretty much like not like tie him down, like tie him down like a chair. So like he wouldn't move, put the mask over his head. And then yeah. they would target his neck with, like, the radiation. Mm. Um, and so due to that, he had a lot of, um, I guess you can say, well, no, certainly complications due to the radiation because it dried out his skin a lot. So applying lotion on, like, a daily basis was so crucial to, like, the survival of just, like, his neck in general. Because
1: right. it, pretty much, it just, like, burns the shit out of you. Exactly. And that's not something he used to have to do, was it? Like, did you no. dad really wear lotion before?
0: No, not really. Um, well, and
1: just because I know cultural differences, too, so I had to ask, you
0: know. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So, no. It was definitely an adjustment. And I remember sitting there on the couch and, like, I would sit there and, like, I would apply the lotion to his neck, like, religiously mm-hmm. every single day. Because the yeah. doctors would just say, like, how important that was. Um, wow. And then he also lost a lot of his teeth. Um, his teeth got really, you know, like, brittle and stuff because of all the radiation, mm-hmm. Right. Um, he he was definitely harder of hearing too, just because it was so close to like you know kind of like that the area. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then I think the the worst thing that happened was that he actually wasn't able to eat for an entire year, um, because pretty much the radiation caused so much scar tissue in his throat to where it just closed it up completely, and he wasn't able to eat anymore. Um, so what they had to do was, um, they put a, the peg tube in his stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was able to eat through that. So we had, um, like the nurses come to the house, they set up this like pretty much, I forget like what it's called, but it's like a a feeding machine where Mm -hmm. we would have to fill like the pouches every day with ensure is what he would intake. And then it would pretty much just kind of like automatically like filter into his stomach. Um, Because there was a point where he was, like, really sick and really weak. So Mm -hmm. it was just better to have him on, like, an automated, like, system. Yeah. Um, But when when he got, like, stronger and was starting to, you know, get better, he was able to, like, feed himself so he didn't have to be tied to a machine all the time. He was able, like, whenever he felt hungry, he would, you know have like a syringe and he would like push it into the pig tube and gotcha
1: you know eat that was way was he able to eat things other than insure like as long as it was like liquef- liquefied liquid Liquified? we
0: never yeah. tried it um mm. from what i can remember i just remember having like cans and cans of insure and mm-hmm. the smell of that like
1: it's i will just pleasant.
0: <laughs> no i will never forget the smell I don't ever want to see, like, another can of Ensure for, like, the rest
1: of my life.
0: (laughs) Like, it was just so, it was so bad. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, just, like, thinking about that and talking about it. And when you asked that question, the only other thing I remember him taking was that we had to crush up all of his medicine. So, we Mm -hmm. had, like, pill crushers and stuff. And then we have to, like, mix it in water. And then he would push that down, like, his tube. Um, But that's the only other thing that, like, I can really remember him having besides all the the insure nutrients um
1: yeah i feel like i kind of remember the insure yeah. like at, like seeing insure at your house yeah but it's just like you know kind of like the convo that the three of us had before like didn't really realize it was this much that it really entailed
0: yeah it was a lot i just do yeah it really was um, You know, I obviously I wasn't the only one taking care of him, cause, you know, my, well, mom, no,
1: right. my mom was there
0: and stuff. But I do just remember taking on a lot of that. And like whenever I came home from school, it was, you know, checking on him, making sure he was OK. I would just sit there mm-hmm. and like spend time with him and stuff because like I only know like or can imagine like how lonely, you know, that must feel because like he can't Absolutely. work he can't you know, do anything. He's just kind of like sitting on the couch, like, you know, trying to be very active. He, yeah, <laughs> he is you a know. very active person um so yeah and then eventually it got so bad too to where he wasn't able to talk either um I want to say I don't remember exactly how long that lasted for but it was definitely a long period of time I would say if it wasn't a whole year it was definitely a Mm -hmm. couple of months um just because I don't know just like with his like throat closing and stuff he just wasn't Mm -hmm. able to speak I remember buying him um, like a dry erase board so that way he'd be able to like write down you know what he wanted to talk about and stuff yeah um, so it was definitely very hard times and kind of when I look back at it I just realized like you know like how much stuff that like I really like went through that you know mm-hmm. just kind of seems like normal to me but it's not <laughs> it's yeah, not no. really normal and it definitely made me had to like grow up a lot quicker than I think that I that I would have I mean granted it was in high school so like I was you know older but you weren't still... an adult.
1: you right. didn't experience a lot of life yet either right yeah. and I
0: feel like I skipped out on a lot of things too
1: for sure for sure like without a doubt you know <laughs> but it's nice to be able to look back and realize those things yeah. um, especially if you're willing to make a difference now whereas you know that there's things you have missed out but now that you're able to be in a place of taking care of yourself you can kind of fulfill those empty areas as long as it's not too late if that makes sense because this empty areas not not like empty areas of what you could have done with your dad but just other empty areas of your life
0: yeah no it, it does make sense and um I, I definitely do think that I have a lot of work that I, that I can do um, because in, you know, some like recent, um, some recent things and some recent like conversations with you and stuff, I think I've mm-hmm. kind of realized like, I think that having to deal with that kind of stuff when I was, you know, so young, it really, it, I don't know, it makes it hard for me to kind of just like enjoy Life. Mm-hmm. I feel like I take things like really seriously, and I don't really just know how to like, just like let, let go loose. and like live. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, and I'm not you know here to like make excuses or like whatever, but I, I think that that oh. potentially has some kind of like an impact on my ability to just like,
1: I don't know, be a little more free. Yeah. You've had to be kind of regimented in how to take care of your dad, and you know you've just been like all about business in a sense where it's just like okay right now is not the time to like let loose and do this and that because I gotta make sure he's good or you know like I gotta make sure I'm supportive of him even if you're not necessarily having to be hands-on at the time but just that you're available and you're there for anytime you may be needed so you know I don't think that's an excuse I think that's just how people change and adapt and then it becomes like like your survival mode and you just kind of hold on to that because there really hasn't been anything new and big to cause you to change that right. you became that because of something new and big to survive through it and now you're just kind of coasting out so and it's hard like we can't just let go of our parents passing like that you know right. and just how it's changed us within yeah we can let it go but it's not easy to let it go so it's always going to be a work in progress for us and especially in a situation like yours where you know you have had to deal with that for a long amount of time even if you did get a break you know there was still just a lot on the plate that you had to deal with in comparison where I only had a year of time where it was like bang 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 and done where yours was like bang bang oh we good bang bang
0: bang we're not good you know yeah Uh, yeah well that's certainly true and even during like the the quote-unquote like good years you know Mm -hmm. it still wasn't even necessarily good because you know he always had to go through numerous what um like throat stretches so that that's actually what helped him so eventually he was able to eat and and speak again because he mm-hmm. went through a lot of these throat stretches, which pretty much was like putting like a, a tube down his throat. And then every time he went, they would like widen it just like a little more. So mm-hmm. that way it would help stretch out the throat a little bit, but yeah. not too much because they didn't want to do any kind of like damage. Because if, you know, they were to like rip something, like God forbid that. Right. right. Would have been a lot more work. <laughs> so oh, he went goodness. like little by little and um every time they stretched his throat they would have him do a barium swallow test um it's where pretty much they make you like swallow something and they put you in front of like an x-ray and they watch you swallow it to see if it goes all the way down Mm -hmm. um so those appointments were definitely very stressful because I would be sitting in like the booth with like the doctor like watching my dad have to like swallow this stuff and then like watching it on the camera and like seeing it like just go like close to like going down the throat but then like it just like wouldn't and it would just like pool up here and like it just it wouldn't go all the way down and just like seeing that and then having to like look at my dad's face and try not to like make a reaction because he would Mm -hmm. be wondering like you know like did it work because all of his his throat's like numb because and so he doesn't really know like the difference right so he would be like looking looking to me to see, you know, like, did it work this time? Did it work this time?
1: And Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you can't, you just got to wait for it to be done so the doctor can say. Right. Well, and he can tell,
0: you know, when I would give him like certain looks or whatever. um, You're not a
1: poker face person.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I have learned that as well. I I wear my heart (laughs) on my (laughs) sleeve.
1: Yes, you do. Big ass sleeve.
0: Uh, that's for sure. Um, but Which there is was... The is there though? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but there was one day where it actually did work. Um. So that was obviously a really good day and it was exciting and it was the door for him to be able to start trying, you know, some like liquid things and stuff. And I remember the first thing that he had was a popsicle.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So that was, that was pretty exciting day. Um, and then, you know, he was slowly able to kind of like build that up and eventually he was able to speak again. So that was, you know, obviously awesome. Um, and you know, it was, it was a constant fight and work in progress because after that he had to routinely, you know, get his throat stretched and he would Mm -hmm. always be in the dentist and stuff because, you know, his teeth were just so bad after that. Um, And yeah, I mean, it was just kind of, it was better, um, but it was obviously still like a struggle because it comes with so much side effects. But um, to just like mention and and backtrack just a little bit is that, so I've been primarily just talking about radiation, um, but he only had one treatment of chemo because it just destroyed him so bad to where his body just like couldn't handle it. Um, It made him severely sick. It's it's really bad. Um, I forget the name of it, but basically they had to like keep him in the hospital and like replenish like all of his, you know, like fluids and like vitamins and all of this kind of stuff. Um, oh to goodness. like get him better because the chemo like literally almost took him out.
1: Oh, so I'm glad it didn't.
0: Same. Um, but yeah, he was supposed to go through a lot more than he did. Um, but he only ended up going through one and. Thankfully, somehow, he still didn't need to because he eventually did become cancer-free. Yay. And so that was definitely exciting. Um, mm-hmm. He was obviously able to enjoy a, a lot of life between, you know, the horrible time starting in 2005 until, um, until, and I still don't necessarily remember even how this all like transpired, um, mm-hmm. but What I remember is surprising my mom and my dad at a Relay for Life ceremony in 2015, I want to say, Um, because he was celebrating, maybe 2015, 2016, because he was celebrating being 11 years cancer-free. Okay. Okay. And I wanted to make sure that I went to that Relay for Life ceremony. And at this time, I was living in Virginia.
1: Mm. I Virginia. want to say you were.
0: I want to say I came up from Virginia, but I left Virginia in 2014. So maybe I was yeah. in New York. Well, guess you came from New York. I swear I was in Virginia. Maybe I had my time frames messed up. But, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all a blur. Um,
1: it really
0: does become one. So he was celebrating his 11 years. He was super excited. I won't go too much into that story just because, you know, whatever. Time time mm-hmm. saving here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was shortly after that um, to where he went back to the doctor for some reason. I think something was, like, bothering him or something. And he was, like, really terrified um, to to, like, get checked out. Because once you're cancer free, you do still go for checkups. But they're just not as frequent. um and so i don't think that this was like a normal like checkup for him i think that he went separately um because he just felt like something was off Mm. um so he he went back and found out that his cancer had come back um which you know once you make it 11 years right you're thinking like i am good for life yeah (laughs) Like
1: like i did like i paid my dues
0: yeah, because that's such a long ass time, right? So it
1: really is. It's
0: like the last thing that you're thinking, but nope, sure enough, that bitch was fucking back and
1: no.
0: it wasn't toxic. Right? What the hell? Um it wasn't on the back of his tongue this time. It was a part of his um kind of like vocal cords area. Mm. Um, so that sucked because um I'm trying to, like, really remember. I just remember the doctor, like, drew, like, a diagram of, like, his throat and, like, marked, like, where it was and stuff. Because he was not a man of many words, that doctor. And so oh. he was, uh, he was a very interesting person. Um, and he was very good at what he did. And I'm sad to say that I just found out, um, I don't know, in the last, like, year or something that he actually passed away. Um, oh. Oh. That, that kind of sucked to hear. Um, but right. he was like the best like throat cancer surgeon in like Connecticut or something i think. Um That's really good. Yeah. So he he um pretty much told my dad that the only way to to like try to cure you is to go into surgery because since he already did chemo and radiation that just like couldn't be a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um so my daddy was really against it because he swore up and down that like the minute that like you get cut open, it's just like kind of a wrap. Um, he thinks open that it just worms. makes it spread a lot faster, but he was mm-hmm. like, I don't really have a choice and I'm not really ready to like give up or leave. So fuck it. Like, you know, do what you have to do. Um, but with this one, it was not fun. Um, because when he went into that surgery, we all knew he was going into it and it would be the last time that we would ever hear him talk. Mm. So you're not just talking about going in and removing, you know, some cancer and you're going to come out and have, you know, some complications or whatever, and you'll be fine. No, this is a life changing surgery to where he's no longer going to be able to communicate.
1: Um, You won't hear his voice anymore.
0: No. And like, how do you like, how do you make that transition? How do you you know, still go to work and, you know, make phone calls or, you know, do just do like Many normal things, things you that usually do. yeah. you don't think about, you know? Um, so that, that was an adjustment. And I would say that that was probably the most traumatic surgery that like, I remember witnessing. Um, because when he woke up from that surgery, And if I remember correctly, this was a laryngectomy um, where they had to put a hole in his throat because that's where he would eventually try to talk from um, and breathe out of because pretty much they were cutting the cancer out of his throat, um, which wouldn't allow him to speak because it was in his vocal cords. And then also um, he wasn't able to... To, like breathe out of his Though like he would usually breathe. mouth anymore yeah so he was yeah. what, what they call a neck breather he wasn't a mouth breather anymore yeah. um mm. so I, I feel like this is just gonna be there's just so many things <laughs> um so when he woke up make from it easy surgery, on yourself well and not even that but i just i feel like i can go into like so many different like tangents because there's just so many things to talk about um mm. but he got out of that surgery me and my mom waited in the hospital it was a long ass surgery it was like eight hours or something like oh my gosh it was just a long fucking day um but we ended up getting a phone call from the doctor who called us and told us that he was able to um get all the cancer out and so he, they had um i think what is it called like free margins or whatever mm-hmm. um they were able to get everything out plus some to you know make sure that you know they didn't miss anything or whatever um so that was really exciting and I remember we went to go see him um he was still in the ICU when we went to go see him why they let us do that I don't know kind of wish they didn't because I will oh, never gosh. get <laughs> those images out of my head oh, um gosh. I just remember walking up to him when you know the nurses finally told us that we can go in and see him, mm-hmm. and he was you know there was just like tubes and like blood like everywhere he had those like drainage things coming out that oh, were like you know gosh. filled with blood, but he was still sleeping. Um, oh my gosh! Until the moment that he woke up for the first time after surgery, and was in what just appeared to be like the worst pain in his entire life um and also the first time waking up realizing that like you can't speak so you're in this like agony and you're out of your mind you just woke up from the surgery you're like trying to figure out you know like where you are like what actually just happened and he can't even communicate or like say anything to anybody like how do you yeah how do you get your needs across (laughs) yeah And, like, uh, there was just, like, blood coming out of, like, the tubes in his nose and just, like, the look on his face and stuff. Like, I just. I'm sorry. That's the moment where, like, I completely, like, lost it. And I think I've talked about this before to where I literally looked at my mom and (laughs) I just, like, ran down the hallway into the bathroom. And I just completely, like, lost it and thankfully I don't know how my mom found time to do this but she called my grandma somehow and told my grandma to call me and check on me <laughs> because my my mom was like trying to like stay in there and right. take care she of my dad in two places at once and then right um so oh. I'll never remember that phone call from my grandmother and stuff and and grandma if you're listening to this I love you and I appreciate you for that conversation but I'll tell you I almost didn't answer that phone call because oh you're not God. She's not a lady who likes to hear people cry, and so whenever oh I talk gosh. to my grandma, I try not to cry, and it just wasn't going to happen that day, so
1: right.
0: <laughs> I was scared. Oh so I was like, goodness. if she tells me that, like, I can't be crying.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get through this phone call. Oh,
0: but no, it wasn't like that oh at all. Obviously, goodness. she
1: you know, understood. Grandma came to clutch and did like, her thing. Mm-hmm.
0: She did, <laughs> and I couldn't be more grateful for that moment because it truly means a lot and it sticks out to me in my head um but that was just such a that was just such a really bad bad experience that I never ever ever want to have to relive um I bet and just even like the days and stuff following was really hard because um I think that that's the one where they had to like reconstruct his throat so mm-hmm. they used like part of his intestine to create like a new throat um and part of that was that he had to have this like um I don't know like a part of his intestines was pretty much like hanging out at the side of his neck because they mm-hmm. need to test it <laughs> they had to test it to make sure that like it was um like alive i guess because you know when you take something from one part of your body whether you're doing a bbl or like whatever it is like they have yeah. to make sure that like, those tissues like stay alive or else you know it right and go like really bad or whatever oh my um so that was terrifying like just like staring at it like when the doctors would come in and like poke it and stuff because like as long as it was like bleeding like they knew that like it was still you know healthy and like working and stuff right the weirdest thing And me being me, I found it so interesting. Um, But long story short with that is that it did eventually, like, take and all that, like, work and stuff. So thank God, because if it didn't, I don't even know what would have happened. I don't even want to think
1: about what would have happened.
0: Yeah. But so that was a pretty interesting experience. Um, And then, you know, we kind of just tried to learn how to communicate and stuff. And that's where... um, You know, I think me and my dad's bond like really grew a lot because I was able to really understand him and his lip syncing and and all of this. Um, So that was an experience. Um, And then I know that we're you know kind of saying a lot of things here. So my last part of this will be because I can go on forever. Um, I want to say about a year after that surgery, um, we found out that, lo and behold, his cancer had actually come back again. Um, And this time, it was back on his tongue. Mm. Um, And so what they had to do, or what they wanted to do, was do what's called a glossectomy, which is removing um, part of the tongue. Um, So that was fun.
1: Um, Yeah, that (laughs) definitely like yeah i it makes me speechless because it's just like can the man get a break like i know he had an 11 year break but like it's like damn
0: yeah it it spiraled and like went like crazy bad like out of nowhere um oh. so that's something that he was obviously really reluctant to do because he's like well you already took my voice and now you want to like take my tongue like what kind of quality of life like am i really going to have after this, you yeah, know right um So I know that he was definitely debating it and I don't think that he wanted to do it. But the only reason why he did it was for me and my family. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I do feel like a little guilty about that. But also, I don't think that he would have done it if he truly just like didn't want to. Um, Right. And that was just um, that was just the hard one um, and probably the hardest and obviously worse surgery that he went through because of everything that kind of like transpired after, but he, um, he went through the surgery, excuse me. He went through the surgery. Mm -hmm. He did have part of his tongue removed, um, which obviously made it really difficult at this time for him to eat. And he already had difficulty eating just from the radiation and stuff in the past that I described to you guys. Yep. Um, And this time, though, it had already spread really bad. So when the doctor called us, he told us that they weren't able to get the clean margins this time. Um, And they also had to remove his, I want to say, external carotid artery because you have two of them. You have the external and you have the internal. And one of them Mm. supplies like the blood to the brain. But the other one I don't think is as useful. So they were able to remove that one. And by
1: not getting clean margins means they weren't able to remove the cancer in whole. Correct. Okay.
0: Because it had spread too much. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and I don't think, no, we did know this. And so at that time it had already spread to the base of his skull, um, which is something that they did tell us in the beginning is that this, that's something that this cancer can do, is that it can spread like that. Um, And then kind Mm -hmm. of like when that happens, you know, I think, like, dementia type of things come into play. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. We just, we didn't even have time to, to get there necessarily because I want to say two months after this surgery is when he went back into the hospital mm-hmm. um, and never left. Because... Well, I guess there's like some parts in between that, but we won't go over that today because <laughs> this is, it's this a is already a lot. I feel like just my dad's story, I have to have like a two-part series because <laughs> right, one, it was a very two,
1: it was a very long experience. Um, well, but yeah, pretty much over a lot of time, and like you said, so much to it.
0: Yeah. And yeah, just so many things. But if you guys have any questions about any of these surgeries, just hit me up and I'll talk to y'all one on one because it is a lot. <laughs> um, but so, cool. so uh, in July of 2017 is when he went back into the hospital. Mm. Um, and thankfully, I wasn't there for that experience when he first went back because, um, according to my mom, he was like throwing up blood everywhere. And it turns out that he wasn't actually throwing up blood. He was throwing up the tumor. Um, Mm. So that was um, an experience that I'm grateful that I missed. Um, Right.
1: Especially after that one the year before at the... uh, Yeah. With his vocal cords.
0: Yeah. and Kudos to my mom. Because I don't know how that lady put up with everything that she had to. Because I just...
1: She loved the hell out of your dad. And she... that's, like, for people who are married, that's what marriage is. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: staying strong through really hard times like that. My God, that is love. It, it really is. Um, she
0: definitely did, and she, you know, still does. Um, and I think that's part of a reason why I find it hard to, like, I don't know, also, like, let go and, like, live and, you know, do things that, like, normal people do because like mm-hmm. I've already experienced all of that so it's just kind of like why would I want to get into a place where <laughs> you, you know
1: lose someone else
0: right and like I might have to i don't know just like get comfortable and and stuff like just to go through like that kind of pain like no thank you like
1: I'm because life is all about focusing on the good and not the losses that you will or have endured
0: yeah but if it instills I'm that
1: much, friend, we're going to lose each other in one day you want to stop being my friend no. this bitch is over here <laughs> contemplating it the audacity <laughs> <laughs> she really just her head and looked at me like hmm you know what now that you mention it
0: yeah <laughs> you had a good point
1: Don't <laughs> uh, no, anywho I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish I'm sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you're fine I don't really know how to finish this part pretty much um but uh, I don't even know when he went back into the hospital. I went there, like I don't know, the next day or a few days or something. When he got there, um, and I didn't know this going into it, but I knew when I walked into that hospital room that just something was like off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You just like felt like the weird like energy. The energy. I guess. It was just mm-hmm. really weird. Um, and then my dad decided to tell me, which again, he can't speak. So this is me, you know, understanding him from reading his lips. Um, I remember like exactly how it goes, but pretty much he just told me that, um, you know, there comes a time when you just can't fight anymore. Um, and you know, you just kind of have to like give up just because Mm. like, you're just so tired of fighting. And I just, I knew in that moment when he said that to me that he he had given up because he was just so over tired. and tired of like everything that he's been through, especially that last year it was just right. so hard. Um, right. And so that was a uh, that was my comparison to your mom telling you that mm-hmm. you know, she knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah,
1: definitely. It was the same thing
0: yeah so words. i i risk i do still respect him though for saying that to me because i'm sure that that definitely couldn't have been an easy thing to like sit there and oh tell. hell no
1: oh my gosh <laughs> like shit like and the thing is like they probably know you're coming or it's just like you get there and it's like oh gosh i gonna fucking tell my kid right like that's
0: i can't even imagine what he was thinking
1: um yeah
0: but after that it, it quickly declined um you know he started becoming less and less responsive um Mm -hmm. we did get hospice involved which did eventually help us understand what was going on because even though he did tell me that you know we're still sitting here trying to like keep hope alive and like feeding him and and all of this but the you know the nurses and stuff were just kind of like you know you're only hurting him by keeping you know him getting like nutrients and stuff like that so um once we fully understood what that meant, because even when they first told us that, we were still just kind of like, "What are you talking about?" Like, my dad's right. fine. Um, so we we did eventually stop the feeds, um, and it took it took pretty much a month um, for everything to to you know decline, um, and then he eventually passed on July thirtieth of twenty seventeen, um, mm. and. I won't even get into the whole story of like how that went down and how we met each other in the hospital. And thankfully you were there that day. Um, but yeah. so I'll just say that, that Amanda was there when my dad had passed and I couldn't be more grateful um, for that, even though I was very anxious that day. And I think I've told you this in the back of my mind, I felt bad because I was like, Amanda, I love you, but like, mm-hmm. I'll talk to you later. Like I need to yeah. go
1: <laughs> be see with my dad, my dad. And I was like, bitch, I'm coming. <laughs> But then I, I felt anyways. bad
0: because your mom was in the hospital. I'm like, I don't want to take you right. away from like your mom, whatever.
1: So it was I was just... already leaving. And <laughs> um, guys, at that time, my mom was new to having cancer and being in the hospital. So please don't think that it was the end of my mom's <laughs> journey or something like that. And I was just like, that bitch could stay there. No, it was nothing like that. Yeah, no, that's so, true. You know, it was nothing. It was just the very beginning of the journey. Yeah. So well, I'm glad I was there for you. Yeah,
0: me too. Um love you. I love you too. <laughs> um, but so that is the story. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. I mean, there's so much more else I can say in details and all of this, but. But yeah, the journey started in 2005. My dad went through chemo radiation, two surgeries and ended up losing the battle on one seven. So that's throat cancer in a nutshell.
1: Wow. Um, (laughs) Maddie just made it just breezed right through that. You have dealt with a lot. It leaves me speechless even thinking of the journey you've endured with your dad in cancer. Like I said, mine was a quick bang, boom, done. And unfortunately, with your dad's situation, it was kind of like dragged on. And even though we have similar experiences, we'll never have the same experience and I personally couldn't put myself in your shoes to even I just couldn't put myself in your shoes
0: it's a lot but you know so I give you
1: a lot of kudos for still staying strong through all that but me being me I'm gonna say what I gotta say and mm-hmm. as hard as it is you gotta let some of your hard exterior shell go because you've had to protect yourself through that situation, from not trying to be so hurt because we just want to be strong for our loved ones when they're going through it, and you gotta, like you said, allow yourself to be more free and have more fun. Yeah, I'm gonna say, girl, and don't been... try to cut me off as your friend either. I you won't want to be sad about losing me when we become old one day.
0: I won't <laughs> just them mad at me if I just don't text you as frequently. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> I'm just kidding I kid I am uh,
1: getting kid, kid okay <laughs> well thank you <laughs> so thank you thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story um, I'm sure there's others who can relate and to some degree you know all of our stories are different so but I know it's more obviously than just us who have lost our parents or loved ones and on a side note i do want to remind y'all that we do have merch mindset talks podcast out for you your family and your friends the holidays are coming up so you might want to get them something nice especially if you know they're listening to their favorite podcast podcast excuse me i got too excited or they're watching us as their favorite youtube channel um Like Cassie said in the beginning, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to us. Always tune in. We always have something new for you. Except for these two episodes, you know, we wanted to do a little recap. You know, Mm -hmm. we have made it past our year mark and it's exciting. And for those of you who are new to listening to us, we wanted you to understand the foundation of where Mindset Talks podcast had came from. Do you have any, uh, any good gems to drop other than that? wealth of knowledge you shared with us about what you've endured and kind of who makes you are who you are today
0: um no gems because i'm kind of drained from thinking and reliving all of that but okay what i do want to say is a big shout out to my mama because she purchased one of our (laughs) t-shirts go mama Go, mama. Say. I was so excited when I got that. <laughs> when she I got so that cute. Message. Her blue my
1: Talks t shirt,
0: <laughs> she is. I love it and I appreciate the support. And if you are listening oh, to we, this, I well, hopefully, you're not listening to this so you don't have to relive all of these details either. But just in case yeah. you are, thank you. We love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> um, well. but that is all I have, so I guess, uh, until next time.
1: Until next time. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.